Hello and welcome to another episode of One Geek's Opinion. I'm your host, Geek Will, and before I get on with the episode, I need to rant a bit about people getting amazing opportunities, like a contract with Disney, or a voiceover role in an upcoming video game, and then doing something so completely stupid, like showing anti-Semitic behavior, or saying something racist. Hey guys, way to screw the pooch, huh? I guess you were really freaking tired of being successful and just one day decided, you know what, I feel like being an asshole today. Do you guys know how fortunate and lucky you are to have had such fame and popularity as you have had in the past? There are people who work tirelessly only to get a meager following or a minuscule audience, yet you guys pretty much get a following and the popularity that comes with it, which then gives you amazing opportunities to do amazing things. And the next best move you can make is to say, Time to be a racist. I, I just don't get it. I just don't. Did you think it would be taken otherwise? That what you said would have been taken with a grain of salt? You know, for finding your fame on the internet, you really don't use it for its other functions. Like, say, the news. Okay, rant over. And to really date this episode, it is March 28th, 2017. So if you're listening to this way in the future... First off, go me, I stuck around long enough to influence some people to listen to my voice, and secondly, use this day to help you understand where I'm coming from and what I'm talking about. Anyway, on with the show. Now today, I'll be talking about the video game Mega Man X4. Released in 1997 for the PlayStation and the Sega Saturn, the game would be re-released twice, the first time in the Mega Man X collection for the PS2 and Nintendo GameCube in 2006, and again, on the PlayStation Network Store in 2014, for PlayStation 3, PlayStation Portable, and Vita, as a PlayStation Classic game. The fourth installment of the Mega Man X line of games. This game is an upgrade of the first three X games. First off, is the updated graphics. Say bye bye to 16-bit X, now we have a 32-bit X to play as. And it's not just X who gets an upgrade, Zero gets on on the fun as well as in being an actual playable character. You know, the guy who saved X in the beginning of the first game, died, came back stronger in the second game, and became momentarily playable in the third, and was such a powerhouse he could go through an entire level with him? Yeah, he's a fully playable character from here on out. If you listen to my first episode, where I went on and on about me being a Swordsman fanboy, then you know I love Zero. In fact, I really enjoy playing as Zero over X. There, I said it. For me, it's all about the saber, not the blaster. And because of that little tidbit, Zero being playable and not me gushing about being a fanboy of him, several new moves were made for Zero whenever he beats a Maverick, many of those moves utilizing his Z-saber in some way, two of those moves being movement-based, with one other being his ground-pound attack. Another thing is this game uses 2D animated cutscenes, which means... We get to hear X and Zero and Sigma, he's in the game as well, duh, talk. This is the first X game to do so. However, I should mention this game came out around the same time as Mega Man 8, at least in North America. Which means we get terrible voice acting to go with his experience. If you have watched that scene of Zero holding a body and screaming into the sky, WHAT AM I FIGHTING FOR? That's a scene from this game. That's as good as the voice acting gets. 
that's what you have to look forward to if you play this game. You're welcome, gamers! That being said, because they have scenes in this game, it means that storytelling has a higher level of care in this game, voice acting notwithstanding. It's in this game that storytelling becomes more prominent in the Mega Man franchise, with later games and titles having bigger stories than There's a bad guy, fight and beat eight other not as big bad guys to get to this guy's fortress and beat him for everlasting peace! Speaking of story, I should make note of that, shouldn't I? A hooded figure meets with a general of the Repliforce army, an army made up entirely of Reploids. The hooded figure tries to convince the general named, um, General, real original there, that humanity will eventually turn on the Reploids and destroy them. Thus, the general should destroy them first. General says he will not do such an act, and asks the genocidal hooded figure, with familiar marks on his eyes and nary a stray of hair on his head, it's Sigma, it's always Sigma, to leave. Sigma laughs as he leaves, knowing that Repliforce will eventually do what he predicts. Meanwhile, Zero rests in his pod bed thingy when a ray of light wakes him up. He gets up and sees a figure in the light, an older man in a white coat with gray hair on the side of his head. Zero asks who he is, and the man says that it is time for Zero to fulfill his destiny and destroy his creation. Zero's head starts to hurt, and images flashes in his mind. However, Zero wakes up. It was a dream, as an alarm sounds. Now, one feature of this game is that you can play as either X or Zero. When you play one, you play in the same stages and fight the same bosses. No real differences there, but their stories are still different. For example, a city called Sky Lagoon is under the threat of falling, its engines failing. X and Zero progress through it without major differences. In the engine room, both of them meet up with a maverick hunter named Magma Dragoon, who tells them both it's too late. He leaves, Sky Lagoon falls, and both X and Zero progress through the rest of the stage. However, while X continues on to the boss, Zero meets up with a character named Iris, his girlfriend. She was created for this game. She appears on in later games, but her first appearance is in this game. Keep that in mind. They chat, and then Zero goes on to fight the boss. After the boss, a new character meets X or Zero, the brother of Iris and Colonel of the Repliforce. He is named... <sighs> Colonel. Seriously, you guys had a really, really good game, but when it came to General and Colonel, that's all you came up with names? Ugh, whatever. When going through the Sky Lagoon, X and Zero encounter several Reploids, who resemble the members of the Repliforce army. So when the two playable characters meet Colonel, they ask him to disarm and come in for questioning. Though Zero has a little more dialogue with Colonel, letting him know Iris is safe. So, given the chance to explain himself and his men and say that it wasn't them who attacked Sky Lagoon, naturally, Colonel would use this opportunity to do the right thing, right? Right? Nope. He says he won't sacrifice his honor or the honor of Repliforce by disarming themselves. He leaves, and both X and Zero say that doing so will label them as Mavericks. Which happens. General and Colonel then mobilize the army so that they can leave Earth and begin their own Reploid nation. It goes as well as you think. Or at least, as Sigma planned. Now, when starting the game proper on the stage selection screen, X is paired with a character named Double. A small pudgy yellow Reploid who kinda acts like a squire, 
calling X sire my liege. However, Zero gets paired with Iris, who asks Zero to stop her brother, but to be careful. Now, when X or Zero defeat four Mavericks, they get challenged by Colonel to fight him. X actually has a boss fight with Colonel, but Zero gives a cutscene with him, asking Colonel to stop the coup. When the Colonel doesn't, they continue to fight, but Iris stops them. When the remaining Mavericks are defeated, it's revealed that the Repoforce is planning to leave into space, with a space station called the Final Weapon. Okay, listen, I'm all for robot rights, but commandeering a space station that also has a gun huge enough to blow up the Earth, that gets me a little squeamish as well. Yeah. X and Zero fight against the Colonel and win, with Colonel asking Zero to tell his sister that he fought well. Iris does not take this well. The next stage is a run through the first stage of the final weapon. In the middle of the stage, X and Zero fight another boss. However, each has their own unique boss to fight. If you play as X, a cutscene will play where Double is working at an airport hangar, being his lovable clumsy self. However, he receives a message from a familiar Sigma voice, telling him that it's time. He transforms into his true form, a tall, evil, and purple jello-filled form. He kills the Reploids on sight and then goes off to kill X. Double is X's unique boss fight. For Zero, it's different and a little heartbreaking. Where X fights Double, Zero happens upon Iris, holding on to a piece of her brother. Clearly not in her right mind, she remarks that she and her brother will become one together, and with Zero, they will create a nation of Reploids. She absorbs her brother's part, and transforms into a right armor monstrosity. Zero must fight Iris. He does not take it well. Please review his What Am I Fighting For scene to understand how well he does not take it. At the end of the stage, X and Zero fight General and ask, Why are you stupid? Or at least I do. After beating him, they realize the weapon has been hijacked by someone else. Dun dun dun! Eight fights against eight Mavericks and X and Zero meet Sigma. With X, Sigma really doesn't say anything of value, being the generic, I'm evil, me. <laughs> but with Zero, we get a little backstory. In the past, reports of a red Maverick located in a long-abandoned lab reach Sigma's robo-ears. This is way before he becomes a Maverick. He then enters the lab, where he sees the red Maverick. The Maverick is Zero, pre-Mega Man X2 upgrade, so he doesn't have his Z-Saber. Not that he needs it, though. The two engage in a fight, with Sigma seeming to have the upper hand, but Zero all the while is just screaming and laughing like a feral beast. Eventually, Zero turns the tables and thrashes Sigma, damaging him so badly that he damages his face, removing the skin layer, and giving one of his eyes its soon-to-be signature mark. Oh, and Zero removes Sigma's arm and starts beating him with it. Morbid. However, the fight is interrupted when Zero's helmet crystal glows and the letter W appears in it. This causes Zero some sort of pain as he stops fighting and holds his head. Sigma takes his time to knock Zero out by punching and breaking the crystal. Zero is out, and Sigma limps out of the lab. It's later told that the Maverick virus, the virus that turns Reploids into Mavericks, was particularly strong in that lab, giving a hint that Zero was not the only thing made in that lab. And because Sigma was so damaged during the fight, he then became infected with the virus, 
but because his systems were so top of the line, it took a while before the virus corrupted him. Anyway, X and Zero fight him three times. Grim Reaper form, True Body form, and Giant Multi-Head form. They get to the station's core. General appears and sacrifices his body to ensure the weapon is destroyed. Escaping in the shuttle, two scenes play out depending on who you played as. For X. During the ride back to Earth, X contemplates what it means to truly go maverick and wonders if he will turn in the future. Receiving a line from Zero, X asks him to take care of him should he go maverick. However, Zero is less than compliant to this and cuts the line, leaving X to his thoughts. For Zero, during the ride back to Earth, Zero has flashes to the fight against Sigma, his hands covered in blood or oil or robo-blood, it's not made clear, and realizes that this is what he is. He holds his head in agony, thinking of Iris and her final moments in the long ride back to Earth. The final credits then hint that the fighting will continue and culminate in a decisive battle between X and Zero. So this game introduces a lot of concepts that I really enjoy. What makes a Reploid a Maverick? Will X go Maverick? Who made Zero? Wily did. What is a Maverick? Should Reploids have their own nation or still live under the law of humanity? Will the Maverick War continue? Most of these questions will be answered in later games. Now allow me to take this moment to talk about the gameplay. It's your usual X-style gameplay. Move to the right. You can slide down walls or jump up them. You can dash and you can collect armor pieces to enhance your gameplay. You can pilot ride armors or hover bikes. The armor is the fourth armor, though that may have been a mistranslation of force armor. Though it fits seeing as how this is the fourth X game. The armor pieces in this game are the head parts. Increases special weapon capacity, allowing X to fire unlimited uncharged special weapons. This part is found in Cyber Peacock stage. The body parts. Allows X to use a Giga attack called Nova Strike. Using the Nova Strike makes X do a small jump forward and then launch himself horizontally, damaging any enemies he touches. This attack has its own energy meter that is restored over time. This part also reduces damage by half, with the damage taken restoring the Nova Strike's energy. This part is found in Magma Dragoon stage. The foot parts. Grants X an air dash and also a hover ability that is performed by doing a double jump. While hovering, X can move, but the hover lasts for a short amount of time. This part is found in Web Spider stage. The arm parts. Now this is where things get a little tricky, seeing as how there are two arm parts to choose from. They both allow him to charge special weapons, but how they charge the buster is different. The first capsule you'll come across will give you the part that allows you to store up to four charged shots, which X can then fire one at a time. Four icons will appear showing how many charges X has stored. A second capsule is farther back from the first one and has the plasma charge shot. When X charges his buster to full, he'll then unleash a gigantic ball of energy that will strike an enemy. When it does strike an enemy, a giant orb of plasma will stay in place for a short while and damage any enemies that touches it. Up to three orbs can be on screen at a time. These parts can be found at Storm Owl stage, and I highly recommend the plasma charge shot. Now Zero himself doesn't get any armor parts. Anytime he enters an area with a light capsule, the capsule won't be there and the area will be empty. However, there is an armor that he can get. The thing is, it's purely cosmetic. I'll get to that in a bit.
A new feature of this game is the use of codes, kind of like the passwords from past games to help players skip ahead. Except this game has a save feature, so the codes are different. On the character select screen, highlight the character you want to play as and perform the following. For X, press the circle button twice, then the left directional button six times. Hold L1 and R1 together and press start. For zero, hold R1 and press the right directional button six times. Release the R1 button, hold circle, and press start. When playing the game as X and using this code, doing it correctly will replace X's light blue color with purple. By itself, this is nothing. But when X gets to a capsule, the Dr. Light hologram will give X a new armor, telling him it is extremely powerful and should be used with care. This will equip X with the ultimate armor, which has all the abilities of the fourth armor, but the charged buster shot will be the plasma shot, and the Nova Strike can be used indefinitely. For Zero, if you use this code, all he gets is a recoloring of black and gray, reminiscent of the fake Zero from Mega Man X2, the one Sigma made. Like I mentioned before, this is purely cosmetic. There are no boosts or benefits for having this armor. Now, on to the Mavericks. Because this game has more of a storytelling aspect, the Mavericks themselves make small talk with X and Zero before they fight. Though I call them Mavericks, really most of them are soldiers following the orders of their superiors. Only three of them are Mavericks. Thus, they have a little more personality than, I are a bad guy, fear me. When X beats them, he gets their weapons, as Mega Man's do. However, when Zero defeats a Maverick, he actually creates a technique based on what moves they use. Web Spider. Originally a member of the Zero Special Unit of the Maverick Hunters, Web Spider then transferred over to Repliforce. When the conflict began, Web Spider remained loyal to Repliforce and remained stationed in the jungle, guarding a powerful beam cannon found there. When defeated, he gives the following weapons. For X, Lightning Web. X fires an electric spider web forward, which will remain suspended in the air for a short while. X can use the web to jump off of it like a wall, allowing him to circumvent certain terrain, like spikes. This ability is most useful when getting to the light capsules that hold the arm parts. When charged, X fires a single web, which then expands out into eight other webs, giving damage to enemies who touch it. X cannot climb on the web in this state. For Zero, he gets the move Raijingeki. Zero thrusts his saber forward, which projects an electric blade that has a longer reach than his normal blade. Zero has to be stationary when using this technique. Split Mushroom Not a member of Repliforce, Split Mushroom is actually under the employ of Sigma and is thus a traditional maverick. He is in charge and occupies a previously decommissioned biolab, which he has brought back online and fortified. When defeated, he gives the weapons... For X, Soul Body. X projects a multicolor hologram double of himself, which mimics his moves. The double doesn't attack like X does. Instead, enemies take damage by ramming into it. When charged, an unarmored X hologram is projected. When on screen, the hologram is only restricted to the immediate area and the player can control it as they would X, with the added bonus of X and the hologram being immune to damage. The hologram lasts for a short while. Zero learns the moves Kuenbu and Kuenzan. Kuenbu grants Zero the ability to perform a double jump, which will stay with him for the rest of the series. Kuenzan is an airborne somersault move, 
where Zero pulls out his saber and performs the circular attack. This permanently replaces Zero's standard mid-air attack. Cyber Peacock A replay corrupted into becoming a maverick, Cyber Peacock then begins to corrupt cyberspace. When defeated, he gives the following weapons. For X, the aiming laser. A semi-circular cursor appears in front of X, with a reticule that can be moved by pressing up and down on the D-pad. When an enemy touches the cursor, they will be locked on, which allows X to fire a laser at them. X can lock on to three things at a time, with all three targets hit at the same time. When charged, X fires a constant green fan-shaped laser in front of him that lasts for a few seconds. This version can be moved up and down the same way as the uncharged version. The trade-off is that there is no lock-on feature with this version. For Zero, he gets Rakuhoha, Zero's Giga Attack. Zero punches the ground, which launches nine bolts of energy to spread out from him in a semicircle formation. It's honestly best to use this technique when right next to an enemy, so that at least half of the bullets hit them, giving more damage in the process. However, it uses up to 12 units of energy, so use it sparingly. Storm Owl, commander of the Air Force of Repliforce, he leads an attack on a heavily populated area to help divert attention to himself and away from his comrades. When defeated, he gives the weapons. For X, Double Cyclone. X fires two wind-based energy balls that then curve upward and disappear. When charged, X fires two green cyclones on both sides of him that will go all the way past the screen. Think Storm Tornado, but green and doubled. For Zero, Tenkuha. With this technique, Zero is able to destroy certain energy projectiles with the saber. The only noticeable change to his saber is that it becomes purple and is permanently changed that way for the rest of the game. Magma Dragoon. Originally a member of the Maverick Hunters, he was corrupted and enticed by Sigma of challenging X and or Zero and was instructed to crash the Sky Lagoon. What's noticeable about him is that he is a clear reference to a character from another Capcom title, Akuma from Street Fighter. The prayer beads around his neck, the use of fire-based Shoryuken and Hadouken moves, and his desire to challenge and fight strong opponents are clear allusions to that character. Another thing about him is that after he explodes, he still remains to give some dialogue after he is defeated. When defeated, he gives the weapons, for X, Rising Fire. X fires a fireball upwards, hitting enemies above X. When charged, X performs the firebase sure you can move Magma Dragoon used, only a fireball then continues upward from X after he reaches the full height of the move. For Zero, Ryu Engine. Kinda like X and Magma Dragoon's flaming uppercut, Zero pulls out his sword, lights the blade on fire, and performs a flaming uppercut with his sword. The blade is noticeably longer when using this move. Frost Walrus He joined Repliforce because his other option was to be labeled a maverick, thanks to his bad temper and destructive behavior. When the coup started, he was pleased, seeing as how it gave him the opportunity to riot as much as he liked. When defeated, he gives the weapons. For X, Frost Tower. X generates a jagged ice block from his body that acts as a shield and enemies can take damage from it if they touch it. If used in air, the block will just fall down and hit the ground. When charged, X will summon several gigantic shards of ice that then fall down in four waves. For Zero, Hyoret Suzan, a move used in midair, Zero generates a blade of ice and stabs downward, sending him down to the ground. However, because of this, the move is reliant on enemies being directly under Zero. Jet Stingray, a dedicated member of Repliforce, 
he stages an attack on a city's industrial sector to draw attention to himself. When defeated, he gives the weapons. For X, Ground Hunter. X fires robotic stingrays that move forward across the ground. Pressing down before or after X launches it will make the drone hit the ground sooner. When charged, a larger drone is launched, which will fire energy bolts when up or down on the D-pad is pressed. For Zero, Hien Kyaku. This is Zero's air dash. However, if Zero air dashes, he cannot double jump. And if he double jumps, he cannot air dash. Slash Beast. A member of Repliforce, he only joined up to test his combat abilities. When defeated, he gives the weapons. For X, Twin Slashers. X fires two energy blades that are fired diagonally up and down, increasing in size as they travel. When charged, X fires eight energy blades in a spread out manner. For Zero, Shipuga. When dashing, Zero will pull out his Z Saber for a quick swipe attack. Now, in usual Mega Man fashion, each Maverick has a weapon weakness, but if you play as Zero, some Mavericks share a weakness. The list is Web Spider. X uses Twin Slasher. Zero uses Shipuga. Split Mushroom. X uses Lightning Web. Zero uses Raijingeki. Cyber Peacock. X uses Soul Body. Zero uses Ryu Engine. Storm Owl. X uses Aiming Laser. Zero, Rakuhoha. Magma Dragoon. X uses Double Cyclone. Zero uses Raijingeki. Frost Walrus. X uses Rising Fire. Zero uses Ryu Engine. Jet Stingray. X uses Frost Tower. Zero uses Hyoret Suzan. And Slash Beast. X uses Ground Hunter. And Zero uses Raijingeki. While X's gameplay is relatively unchanged, Zero's gameplay is the biggest addition to the game. While it has been shown that he has a buster weapon, in this game, he only uses his saber for close-range attacks. So he has to get really close to enemies to attack them. However, his three-hit combo is devastating to enemies, often destroying the more hardy ones after completing the combo. Another feature is that when X attacks a Maverick, they'll flash momentarily and be invisible while they flash. For Zero, they only begin flashing after he completes his full combo, and he does more damage than X does, so fighting Mavericks is a little easier with Zero than with X. As mentioned before, this game has more focus on storytelling, but really it's Zero who has the best story, in my opinion at least. This makes sense as series creator Keiji Inafune originally designed Zero as the main protagonist, but he then switched to X because there was a thought that because the character was so radically different from the original Mega Man, fans might have been put off from that and not be as receptive if Zero was the main hero instead of X. Neither character has a real advantage over the other. X can attack at long range, gets armor parts that increases his abilities, and can charge special weapons. However, individual X-Buster pellets do little damage. He needs to use his special weapons to help him overcome obstacles, thus limiting how often he can use them against enemies. His movement abilities are limited unless he has the foot parts. Zero, on the other hand, gains two movement abilities that make moving through levels a breeze, is incredibly powerful, and doesn't use energy for most of his techniques. However, he needs to be close to his enemies to attack them, doesn't get any upgrades to help augment his own abilities, two of the techniques he gets from Mavericks are movement-based, thus limiting what attacks he can use, and the technique that does use weapon energy uses so much of it, and each individual projectile from it only does so much damage against bosses weak to it. So yeah, 
there are no real advantages to playing the game as either X or Zero. Which is great, because that way players are encouraged to play the game twice and get the full story. Though, to be honest, I really enjoy playing as Zero. Honestly, I enjoy playing as him. His movement abilities allow him to move through the levels with ease. His attacks are interesting to use, and are iconic as well. And I think he has a better story overall. He has more at stake in this conflict, and the cost of victory was too much for him that, in later games, he would become a more somber character. His question of what he is fighting for as he cradles the body of his girlfriend will haunt him for the majority of his life. This is an excellent addition to the X titles, and really sets the bar for future Mega Man games. The addition of Zero as a playable character like X gives the game a new dimension of gameplay that will be present in future titles. The bigger focus on storytelling only creates a stronger immersive experience for players. Now you know how the characters are feeling, you can see it in the cutscenes the game has, terrible voice acting notwithstanding. Needless to say, it's easy to see why this game is a favorite for a lot of people. The story, the characters, the gameplay, it all creates an amazing experience that everyone who has a PSP should enjoy. Yes, even the terrible voice acting. It's a thing where it's so bad it's hilarious. So you have that to look forward to. Well, that's all I have to say on this subject. Check me out on Twitter, at VAWill89, Facebook, voice actor William Turbett, and check out my website, www.wturbett.com. If you like audiobooks, check out the list of books I've narrated on iTunes, Audible.com, and Amazon. Thanks for tuning in, and come back next time for some geeky opinions.